Hello and welcome back to After Whistle Sports Podcast. And we've had an outstanding last two weeks of college sports um, from both basketball and football. I'm in just an incredible mood because, um, <laughs> as everyone knows, Michigan has done it. Michigan football has beaten Ohio State in the sport of football. Um, no one, literally, no one called this. Uh, everyone was against Michigan. People thought Harbaugh was washed. They said he couldn't do it. And, you know, they came out there and straight up dominated Ohio State. Um, and frankly, like I, I said this during the game, and I said this after the game, but Ohio State played like a soft team. They played like they wanted no business being there. Um, and that's – I don't know what to think of that. Um, I'll tell you what, the Urban Myers teams at Ohio State, they never had that attitude. This is new stuff with Ryan Day. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think – Ryan Day's done a good job in general in the last couple of years. I mean, I think that's hard to argue with. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Michigan just played. I think credit to Michigan. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson was absolutely electric. Uh, Heisman, Heisman, his draft Heisman. stocks. I don't know about that, but draft stocks for sure going up. Uh, yeah. What, I mean, what about Hassan Haskins, man? Yeah, the, the, they Dude, it's absolutely well. crazy. It was a, it was a great game, uh, and I'm, I'm happy for you guys for sure. You needed it. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. And now we're kind of in uncharted waters here. Like the, if you're here on campus. You're, you're, you thought you were going to go like seven and five. Yeah. The, listen, today. the vibe on campus from the end of that game, from the storm of the field till now, even um, it's kind of hard to describe because no one kind of expected us here. And there's a mix of excitement and like looking ahead to maybe a playoff berth. But there's also a lot of just the classic uh, Wolverine negativity that that floods here. But I'll tell you what, um, Michigan fans, and at least I'm going to be in Indianapolis this weekend for the Big Ten Championship. So um, I just hope we can come out for a win. Yeah, very mediocre. How, oh my God, how meta is this? If you're like all year we we, uh, talked bad about Iowa. And then it's a full you know, circle. And you had to buy the shirt, and then they ruined Michigan's playoff. So they're your last like. Listen, 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 listen. Um, in case, in case, like I was looking for some bulletin board material here, I'm actually going record saying that I respect Iowa's football team. They're a very well coached team. They are a good squad. Um, everything I said earlier in the year about them being frauds is incorrect. Absolutely incorrect. Okay, listen, a fraudulent team. Can't go ten and two without playing the top three teams in the Big Ten. Okay, so I mean, it's not Iowa's fault they didn't play any of the good teams in the Big Ten. It's not Iowa's fault that when they lost to Wisconsin, the only ranked team they played, that uh, I mean, that was just an unlucky game. You know, they could have beaten I mean, Michigan, this, Ohio this State, was or ranked number two in the country. I don't know who, what, Spencer Peters or Cade. Who do you want to lead your team? Cade, give me Cade all the way, bro. Cade's a gamer. Cade's a straight-up baller. Come on. (laughs) Cade's a lot better. All right. This is not a Michigan podcast. Let's Let's move on. Let's move on to some of the uh, lesser-known rivalry matches. Alabama-Auburn. Wait, wait, wait. It was sarcasm, Jack. I'm doing doing the sarcasm thing. I'm doing sarcasm. Everyone else knows I'm doing sarcasm, Jack. I don't know how you don't get that. Whatever. Okay. Uh, All right, all right. Talking about talking about uh, not understanding things, I can't understand why Alabama looked so garbage for the first half. Actually, for the first three quarters of that game, they didn't score a single point until like the yeah. fourth quarter. Um, and, and credit to Auburn and Brian Harson for, 
I guess just just doing stuff that Alabama hasn't seen before. I don't really. I was watching the game and I was struggling to figure out why they couldn't score the ball. Like and and Auburn, let it be known, Auburn didn't even play that well. Like their offense was uh, just it was offense, I guess. Um, but listen, Alabama ended up winning the game in overtime. I'm I'm counting that as a win. Nick Saban is not happy about that though. And and I know on the outside he does his post game interviews and he's like, oh, we won the game. It, it we came out with a hard fought win. Like this team is prepared for Georgia. I'll tell you all that much. Yeah, I mean, I watched this whole game. It was a, it was really a great game. Um, I mean, Alabama just like was a non factor the first three quarters. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, Auburn like has not been very good this year. This is not a very good team. That like the number three team in the country like should have lost it. Like there were many chances uh, yeah. for Auburn to win this game. I think they should have. I think okay. Alabama should be thanking their lucky stars. They squeak out this win and they need to figure it out because they've got quite they a pass. They will figure it out. Come on. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if there's anyone out. who can do it, it's saving. But uh, we'll see. All right, let's just recap some of the other games, too, because we have a packed schedule for today. So, um, first, in Bedlam, Oklahoma State with a huge uh, win against Oklahoma. Oklahoma in shambles. We'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> UTSA, unfortunately, they were one of the undefeated teams who lost. Um, very upsetting. Story and very, very upsetting. Um, and then we had LSU beat Texas A&M, which – uh, Jimbo Fisher is being paid $75 million to win eight games. Uh, but again, we're, gonna, we're listen, we're going to talk about the new coaching stuff going on, and $75 million seems like a bargain. That seems like a bargain at this point. Yeah, yeah. Listen, and we joked about this before, but if any college coaches listen to the podcast, I am willing to take a job, okay? Who cares about $10 million? Don't pay another guy $10 million when you could pay me, like, I don't, I'll, dude, I'll take – I'll take five thousand dollars, like a meal a day, and like housing. Okay, <laughs> so I feel like you're getting a great bargain with me. I'm not gonna. Uh, I don't have very much confidence that we can win football games, but I'll try my hardest. Okay. Yeah, no, that that's valid. If any Notre Dame's AD is listening, I would advocate for hiring. I'd say. Um, I mean, listen, I I don't like Notre Dame because I'm a Michigan fan, but I would take the job in a heartbeat. Okay. <laughs> That's all jokes. When you take, but... <laughs> when you take the Ohio State job? <laughs> uh, well, okay. We, kinda, we actually talked about this yesterday, but it was like how much money would you have to be offered to do certain things? And one of them was, was take the Ohio State job. And I'll tell you what, if they're paying me a million dollars a year, I'm taking the Ohio State job in a heartbeat. I got like 60 likes on this comment on Instagram that I was like, bro, I'd coach Bishop Sycamore for like the link. It was like about the Lincoln and Riley contest. Listen, I'll, I'll honestly like if any athletic directors are are sweating right now because all these all these coaches are going somewhere else. They don't know what to do. You have one stable option. I will sign like a fifteen right, year right. deal. Let's 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 grade some of the real high. Uh, okay. I don't really want to. I don't want to start with the the big one. Let's start with. Okay, the I'll start guy. with the smaller ones. Let's go. Uh, Florida got their guy. It seems, and and I've been talking him up for a while this year. But Billy Napier out of uh, University of Louisiana. Um, he coached under Saban in the SEC. He uh, has been around for a little bit. He's a great recruiter. I think he's a great coach. Um, pretty good hire for Florida. Um, I would probably grade this if we're going to do like a uh, 
an actual grade scale, I guess. I'd probably grade this an A. Um, Florida needed a young guy who um, was just going to bring some more energy to that program because that's what they needed. Um, they needed a spark. They need a guy who can recruit a little bit more of the South um, because now nowadays everyone recruits from Florida. Okay, but Florida's got to get their act together. They're a, it's a good program. Um, they'll get they'll get the the administrative backing for that, and I'm excited to see what he does there because I really do think he's a really good coach. Yeah, I mean this is one of the interesting ones because it was the coach being fired rather than the coach leaving. Uh, you know, Florida's been really good in the past, and Dan Mullen, what last year they were like the fifth or sixth ranked overall team. I mean, that obviously a lot of that was Kyle Pitts, Canarius, Tony, Kyle Trask. Uh, but, you know, I, I like this hire. I would definitely say I'm going to go A minus. Uh, I think I think it's great. I mean, he, he coached at Clemson, Bama, Florida State, Arizona State. Now he's a head coach. You know, Louisiana did a good job. They played a good game against Texas. I think they're like, what, like eight and four? I mean, they had a good year. Yeah. No, he's done a good uh, job there. He has the ties to the South for recruiting. Yeah, he's, uh, he's young. You, you, you hit most of it, but I do like the time. I'm interested to see who he hires as defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Did they? So they fired both of them, like. Oh well, yeah, I, yeah. I think they just left. Oh, yeah. um, well, they they technically didn't have a defensive coordinator because they fired Grantham in the middle of the year, so that they like had a position coach as a DC. So, I assume that will change. Let's go on to the uh, West Coast in in one of the another one of the, like the second tier jobs. And again, it's such a weird year that we're talking about Washington as a second tier job opening. But uh, Kalen DeBoer, head coach of uh, Fresno State, um, had an outstanding t- season this year with the Bulldogs. Um, he's moving up to Washington. Fantastic hire. Another fantastic hire. Um, I would probably grade this a little bit lower than Napier. I said A, I'll say A minus. Um, but I think that that was the right move to make because I was hearing rumors that Washington might go after Matt Campbell or one of these guys that they'd have to pay up the big bucks. Um, but I, I like what Florida and Washington did by kind of getting their guy at good value. Um, and both these coaches have a lot to prove. And they bring a lot, again, they bring a lot of excitement. They bring a lot of recruiting um, of the area. They, they're they just a, like solid hires overall. Like, I'm not going to fault the schools for not going after Matt Campbell. Yeah, uh, I, I really like it. I, I mean, this is a great program too. I, honestly, I'm going to give, yeah, I'll give this one an A. Honestly, borderline A+. Plus. There's like, this, this is a you know West Coast guy. He's from South Dakota. He's coached a lot of these teams. His head coaching record was 79 and 9. That's really impressive. He's a fantastic coach. Um, and yeah, they're, he's like Fresno State like was not relevant. They've become nationally relevant under you know the war. Washington, bigger program. They, they've had great forward recruiting, except for maybe Oregon. Obviously, USC is in the past. Like they're at the top tier of the Pac-12 in terms of recruiting. Uh, I think it should, you know, go even more now. I, I, there's like Again, super likely Jake Hayner is going to transfer there. The quarterback yes, that's State. another thing. Uh, Who was originally at Washington, Washington, by the way? He was originally at Washington, transferred to Fresno State. He's going to walk yeah, the transfer back. They are going to be dangerous. Like next year, like this is a. 
I, I don't know the rest of like their recruiting, but I definitely will could be a top twenty five team if not higher. Uh, And again, I'm going to say this for a lot of the coaching hires, but in the modern era, like the modern pattern of college football is the most successful coaches are the guys who are able to step into that CEO role, are great program program leaders, great motivators, great recruiters, um, but they also know how to make the best coordinator hires. And so in this cycle, I'm looking at the big names of coaches going, and of course that's huge, but I want to see what happens with these coordinators. Because there's a lot of up-and-coming young talent um, that's kind of hidden away that teams seem to just miraculously find. Um, and that could turn your program around. So I'm curious to see not only what happens with the coaching carousel, but what happens with the coordinator carousel. Because that's almost as important nowadays. Let's move on to some of the bigger jobs now. Actually, no, we have one more second-tier job. Um, Virginia Tech went on and got Brent Pry, who was the Penn State defensive coordinator for a while. Um, he was he did a great job by the way at Penn State. Um, he was due for an opportunity like this. I think that was the general consensus is that um, he wasn't going to be like a career coordinator. Like he's a really talented guy. He knows the area well. Um, he knows that that DMV Virginia area that Virginia Tech really needs to lock down. Um, and so yeah, I think that's a great hire too. Fantastic for me that gets another A. Um, great coach, defensive minded. Again, it, it matters who he's going to hire as coordinator, but um, Virginia Tech needed a guy like that who was just a stable, a, a stable person who could rebuild the program after Justin Fuente completely drove it to the ground. Yeah, I mean, this is a great – they have a great fan base, great stadium. I mean, you saw the game, beginning of the first game of the year, they were at home, and it was, like, impossible to play there. Uh, I'll probably give this a B, like, just because he's never coached – he's never been a head coach. Or, which, like, you know, I think he's a good coach. Obviously, he's Penn State's defensive coordinator. They've been had a good defense. But uh, – and I, I think he will do a good job. I mean, he's still good. Maybe he's a plus. But, uh, you know, it's just unproven. But, he, you know, he played – he played in college. He's been coaching for, you know, 30 years. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the big boy hires. Uh, <laughs> first one, completely blindsided in almost all of college football. We had Lincoln Riley. To USC, and I've been all over this because, in my opinion, the USC is an absolute sleeping giant in the world of college football. And I, I don't know if I've said on the podcast before, but it is my belief that USC is the easiest college football job to be successful at. That team could be making the playoff every single year if only they had a competent head coach. And you know that guy wasn't Clay Helton. And you know who is a competent head coach and more? Lincoln Riley. They're going to recruit fantastic. I mean, watch out. Watch out, football world. Lincoln Riley's in the bright lights with the stars in Hollywood. This could get scary real quick. As a UCLA student, this was like, I can't even think of like an analogy. It's like if somebody canceled Christmas. It was like the Grim Reaper came to town. Uh, this guy is definitely a top five coach. I think. Oh, for sure. He he's top two coach. No, he could be the most brilliant offensive mind in terms I mean, of offensive like, coaches like, in college football. Who comes to mind, obviously? Like Ryan Day. I mean, Saban. Ryan Day, like Kirby, maybe. But uh, just in terms of X's and O's stuff on offense, at least defense is another story. Phenomenal coach. USC 
Phenomenal program. I mean, it's the best. We've talked about it. It's, it's the best, best job. job. It is the best it's, job. It's in Southern California. They have more money than they know what to do with. They have so, like, everyone knows. Like, they're it's recruit so much. California is the best. Guys there. We're so screwed. Right? We're so screwed. Yeah, no. Uh, listen, I would place, if there's, like, prop bets for this, or, like, futures bets, I would place, like, within the next six years, USC and Lincoln Riley go to four playoffs. That's that's not to mention not to mention the fact that I hate to say it, but the Pac-12 is also just a step behind in terms of quality of the Big Ten. I mean, with this Washington hire, like you know, it's like Arizona State might get it's it's a step behind. I agree. It's obviously a step behind the SEC, but listen, if you look at the talent, if you look at the recruiting and the talent for some of these schools besides Oregon. And now USC is going to be on a different level. I, it's tough. It, it just yeah, is. Yeah, That's yeah. just the nature yeah. of football on the West Coast. It's just, and I know you go to UCLA, and so you could have a different perspective on this, but it just doesn't feel like it's as popular football is in, in the West Coast and the Pac 12 in general. I could be wrong, though. This no, is an I mean, outsider's I think perspective. That's fair. I mean, like, USC is pretty dead. Like, our stadium's like 45 minutes away, so it's hard to have a big student section. But in general, I mean, I think Oregon's fans are good, but like I agree, like in in the South, like football's a culture. It's in, like in the Midwest, I mean, football's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's different. It's just different. It's different for sure. Uh, Let's move on to the other big one. And okay. I, by the way, A plus. I'm like A plus plus. Oh, oh A, plus, a plus, plus plus A plus plus. This breaks the scale. Like this, this, this is a teacher. This isn't even the. This may be like grade. the greatest hire by any athletic department ever. Like, I would put this on par with Nick Saban going to Alabama. No? Is that is that poor? No, or, I mean, yeah. I mean, but, like, Saban's, like, like just the career he's had. Like, we'll okay, see. Okay, Saban, I mean, Saban. We'll see what happens to Lincoln Riley, but, I, I mean, I would be, how long is this contract? Like, a decade? It's like, it's like 10 years or something for $100 million. Oh, my God. He's only 38 years old. That is so I know. scary. That yeah, is so it's, scary. It's he's going to be there for, he's going to win. Five it's scary. Years. It definitely oh. is scary. All right, let's, All right move. let's move on to one. So, uh, listen, I'm not the guy who's gonna is gonna brag a little bit, but I will say I was really <laughs> early on this hire. Okay, I was I was looking through Instagram, I was stalking Twitter all day, but um, Brian Kelly, coach, former coach in Notre Dame, to LSU, and you know what? This is like this job is like fitting a square into like a triangle peg, like. <laughs> If I'm going to, okay, Brian Kelly is the furthest thing away from the LSU head coach than I can imagine. Yeah. This, yeah. Really? Come on. No, yeah. I saw some memes that are like, this guy's going to like not eat the whole crawfish or something like that. Like, yeah. He's going to complain that the water's spicy. <laughs> okay. But in, in all seriousness, um, completely blindsiding the world of college football. I mean, this is the winningest coach in Notre Dame history. And Notre Dame is sitting there with a chance to make the college football playoff. If if and Brian Kelly won a national championship, they would have named the stadium. Like that is not a joke. I, I, I can't believe it. And, and the way it happened. Like, I'm sorry, both the way the Lincoln Rally stuff and the Brian but Kelly stuff happened. To be fair, the, so I, I saw something on Twitter it was like the only time there has been two times in history of college football that a coach was 11 and one and like about to, you know, like a season, there was one game left. It was Cincinnati. It was Brian Kelly at Cincinnati. It was, it was Brian Kelly at Notre Dame and Brian Kelly at Cincinnati. And listen, this stuff, and 
I know this could be unpopular, but I mean, obviously not now, but I've been saying for a while, like Brian Kelly is, is just not, he's, there's just something about him that strikes me the wrong way. I mean, he's had problems with, with stuff in the past and he's, I feels like for a couple of years now, he's been looking out to try to get another job. And so I, I heard that in 2018, he reached out for the bears job. Um, he's reached out to a lot of other stuff. And of course we heard that the Cincinnati job he was at before for Notre Dame, he left that um, suddenly during the season. So I, I mean, he's going to do well at LSU, uh, which is all the talent there. But again, you're, you're deciding to play in the sec. Like that's a choice he's trying to make. And I, I don't know if that's really the best decision for trying to win a national championship, but I guess it's according to him, yeah. a better chance for the national championship than, uh, Winning in a Notre Dame. Okay, I think Jackson. Yeah, Jack, sorry, you agree with that? Special guest appearance. Um, okay, so I was talking. I was just saying, like, did Brian Kelly really like? Do you really think that LSU? And I know my answer, but do you think that LSU has a better chance to make the national championship than Notre Dame in the future? Like, just in general, in the future, hmm. season by season. I think so. I mean, you I have think to play LSU- in the SEC though. Notre Dame could play that easy schedule. And you know, is, I, yeah, I wonder how much of a factor. Like I, wonder how, I wonder how much of a factor it is that Notre Dame's big rival, USC, just got that coaching hire, and now all of a sudden Brian Kelly wants out. Is that, is that, I, I don't, I mean, am I, am I too far into this, or, or is this <laughs> is just, a, just a coincidence? I, I don't know. I mean, LSU just it's like recruiting from the South is different. Like, I don't know if Notre Dame's going to have something with Bruce without Brian Kelly. They can't. They've had a lot of, rec- like, academic stuff that they that limits their recruiting a lot so i think they're problems. gonna have i think they're gonna need a year or two to like so recruits realize that like notre dame will still be Notre Dame. they will but they're not going away like, they're still good but so, i think like if you're like who's gonna have a better record the next two three years i would say probably the right telling that's just because you don't even know where the notre dame coach is gonna be yeah and by the way my, my grade for this hire is a b so i just think it's 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 just it's a b like, I agree with you. Like, I think it's a pretty good idea. Like, he's not a perfect fit. Really? He's a great coach. And, like, but, he'll, but, he'll okay. Right. Is he, like, he's a, okay, he's a great coach. Have you, like, his record the last, like, five, I mean, you can't argue. Like, obviously. But look who they play, Jack. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <sighs> Dude. Just, like, I don't know. Like, to me, I'm looking at that conference, and he's, like, the third or fourth top coach in that conference, in that side of the conference. But at the SEC, every coach is going to be a celebrity. Like, so why would you go there? I mean, why does anyone coach there? Why does anyone want anything to do with Saban? Well, I mean, I don't know. Why, why wouldn't you go coach? West oh, well, I know. I, actually, I, I should answer my own question. I know why he goes there. Because 100 million talks pretty loud. It's a, it's a pretty oh, yeah. big incentive. Yeah, so. I, can, I actually asked. I was like, why would Brian really do this? And he really the money back. Yeah, he likes money a lot. Okay, now let's go to let's go to who's going to fill some of these jobs. Um. No, we'll start with Notre Dame, uh, and I'll start with who I think they will they will hire and and who I think they should hire. Um, I think that Notre Dame is going to promote Marcus Freeman, who's the current defensive coordinator, as the Notre Dame head coach, and I think there's a couple of reasons why they would do this. First of all, I mean he's a, he's a really solid coach. Um, he's inexperienced, but he's an outstanding coach. Great recruiter. Recruits love him, and. If your goal is to try to stabilize recruiting, 
kind of see where you're at and just stabilize the program in general, I think that's who you're Marcus Freeman. Now, I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if that's the best option, okay? Because when we're looking at who they should hire, I think Luke Fickle is staring you right at the face. Luke Fickle, okay, he's a Catholic guy from the Midwest. Notre Dame has been his dream job. Um, he's had success basically everywhere he's gone besides the, the interim job at Ohio State where he lost to Michigan. But Luke Fickle seems like the guy they should get. And, and I know because I know a lot of Notre Dame people, um, I know the Notre Dame players, Notre Dame recruits, all are vouching for Marcus Freeman. All their fans are vouching for Marcus Freeman. Um, but I will say, like, you're Notre Dame, okay? Hiring a first-time coach is a risk you can take if you're in an area where you can get recruits no matter what. Like, we, see, we saw it happen with uh, – um, what am I thinking of? Why can't I think of it? First-time coaches are hired. Okay, we saw it happen with Ryan Day, right? Ryan Day was a, has never had a head coaching job. Urban leaves, hires, hires Ryan Day. Okay, that was obviously going to work out somewhat well. Like Jim Harbaugh said in his post game, like some people are born on third and think they hit a triple, right? Right. Some people just inherit they, they just they just inherit the Ferrari and think they're driving in a fast car. But like, that's just because of the car. It's like it's not because you're a good driver. Um, <laughs> that can't happen in Notre Dame. Like they need a program guy, and I could be completely wrong. And I and Marcus Freeman's a great coach. Seems like a great guy, but you're in Notre Dame. Like, make a Notre Dame hire. Like, get Luke Fickle. Don't overthink it. Yeah. Here's my opinion. I don't think any of these choices are going to be the wrong choice. Like, whether it's Fickle, whether it's Freeman. Oh, no. They can uh, make the wrong choice. They can for sure make the wrong choice. I mean, yeah, whether it's Urban Meyer is the wrong choice. But that's (laughs) not. Here's the thing, though, is the time frame. Uh, We were talking about this before, uh, before the podcast. But... They, do you want to explain the whole Marcus Freeman thing? Like that, the interim, they have okay, yeah. the interim. So, yeah, so, so I was kind of doing a, like a thought, like a little bit of like a logic puzzle almost, where mm-hmm. um, they need to hire an, an interim coach because Notre Dame still has a bowl game to play and they have a maybe they a playoff have, They could play. win a national championship. They could win a national championship. So here's what they have to do. They have to figure out a way to hire an interim coach and or if this isn't the same person as the interim coach, hire a long-term coach. So here's the problem. Let's say you hire Marcus Freeman to be your interim coach, but Notre Dame doesn't think that he's the option for the future, okay? Or maybe they don't know yet. They don't know who they're gonna hire for the future. Now all of a sudden, what you're telling Marcus Freeman is that we wanna keep you here and we believe you're the best guy we have now, but we're still looking around. You might not be the guy we want. And you know, if I'm Marcus Freeman sitting there and I'm named interim coach, and not not just coach, not just head coach of Notre Dame in the future, I'm kind of pissed off. Like I, that to me, See, that you feels don't take like the person's job they do want. Exactly. Like at that point, if I'm Marcus Freeman's age and I'm reaching out to other guys, right? Yeah, and I don't know. He's like, yeah, he's very young, and he yeah, he might not be their defensive coordinator. Huh? That's all I'm saying. Like, and listen, I, there could be a situation where Notre Dame strikes Marcus Freeman the wrong way. And all of a sudden, Ohio State's again looking for their defensive coordinator. Why don't they get a Why don't they get a guy who was on the Ohio State staff, played at Ohio State, get Marcus Freeman? That yeah. I, listen, that's like these are things you have to look at. And with this crazy, crazy coaching carousel, these things could happen. And so that's one option, right? 
is to, to say Marcus Freeman is the interim coach, not hire him long-term. The other thing you could do is you could hire Marcus Freeman as the interim coach and then hire him long-term. But if you're going to hire him long-term anyways, why don't you just hire him the long-term coach and, and forget about interim, right? Mm-hmm. The third thing you can do is, and this, this is the weird one, is you can try to hire Luke Fickle. But again, Luke Fickle's also trying to compete, take his team yeah, to a national championship. I, I didn't even realize that. That's crazy. So and there's more layers too. Because if Luke Fickle is hired to Notre Dame, guess who the front runner is for the Cincinnati job? Marcus Freeman. So you have this. I, there's honestly, I'm trying so to Notre Dame's athletic department is clearly stuck between a rock and a hard place. Exactly. Uh, but I mean, especially because like the stakes are a lot. You um, have to nail this hire, by the way. I would like, say I you have to nail it. Hire Freeman just because of how good their defense has been, how young he is. He's a first-time coach, though. This is Notre Dame University. I think okay. Fickle would also be a good choice. Um, if you ask me this in the preseason, like you know, if I hadn't seen that they went seven and five, I would say hundred percent free Matt Campbell. Uh, after you know him not going taking USC and a Penn State. Yeah, all I'm gonna say. Or, yeah, I guess. All I'm gonna say um, is if Matt Campbell was the, was the guy they end up going with, I'm feeling really disappointed. That to me, that's an underwhelming hire. When you have Fickle and Freeman sitting there, yeah, it seems underwhelming. I was, I was looking also like some of the other names are like Jeff Brom, Purdue's coach. That's that would be terrible. Yep. Uh, that, that's like a that's like a Rich Rod hire. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, we gotta move know. on we'll because we still have to do conference championship games. I'm, this is gonna be a longer episode, but and in like the so next two or three days, we're gonna name into the coach today, huh? or or maybe they won't. Maybe they're gonna be the coachless team, the first team without a coach to win a national championship. Listen, I'll listen. I'll take interim coach. Just I'll sit there. You just gotta pay me. I, if you don't want me to coach, don't want me to step in the locker room, I won't. I do okay. it for free. Yeah, I'm, I'll do it for free too. I just okay, want tickets to the college football playoff. Yeah. In the college football playoff. Oh my god! I might take it. Give me some like merch. Give me like a shirt or something, like a sweatshirt. I'll just take that. Like, yeah, for free. You get like you get a headset, like a, like a sweatshirt. All okay, right, let's yeah. just move on real quick to conference championship weekend. Um, huge college football playoff, like. What's the word? Why? Why just forget the word? Implications. Implications. There it is. I'm hearing on ESPN on their ESPN shows all the time, and all of a sudden I forget about it. But yeah, no, this is one of the years where it's like there's six teams who legitimately could win and and go to the go to the college football playoff, depending on how things uh, work out this weekend. Let's start off with the Big Ten championship. Yeah, let's go to uh, uh, Michigan going up against Iowa. Um, Jack, I'll let you go. Let let you take this one first. Uh, Michigan, Iowa. I mean. I like Michigan, Michigan. The spread of minus 11. I, I, I would say, yeah, over under set at 43 and a half. That's pretty crazy. Um, should be a good game. I mean, two great defenses. And Michigan, obviously, run game has been the story. Iowa run defense has really been one of their story wines. Uh, I definitely expect this to go short. I would probably take plus 11. I don't, I don't think Michigan. Yeah, would. I agree. Um, but yeah, we. we Oh, we'll see. We we bet we we thought Ohio State was more out of the water. Uh, and here we're sitting with Michigan ranked number two in the country. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's gonna be a close game. Um, at the end of the day, though, 
Uh, Michigan is just Iowa with better players. I mean, it's a similar Ooh, stuff. That's kind of um, Iowa. Okay. I feel like I, Iowa, Iowa like wins. Wisconsin has better players. But... No, Wisconsin's got better players than Iowa. But okay, that's a, that's a different topic. But what I was trying to say is, uh, Iowa when they when they win games against better teams, and when we saw from this year, it's because they've turned the other teams over. Michigan just takes care of the ball. To be Ooh. honest, they just don't throw that much. And and that really works against Iowa in this situation because Iowa's offensive line, besides their center, Tyler Lindenbaum, who's the best center in the, in the in the country, their offensive tackles and the rest of their line is pretty bad. In terms of sack rate in the Big Ten, they're right down there with Penn State as one of the worst. And if there's one thing that Michigan's defense is, is elite at, it's pass rushing. And you 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 compound that with the fact that Spencer Petras is only completing fifty five percent of his passes, and he's they probably as yeah. I, I do you think Iowa State will? I mean, not Iowa. Do you think Iowa will score more than ten points? I don't know. No, no, I don't think. I think this game points. is going to end like seventeen ten. Yeah, I would say seventeen three. I don't even think Iowa scores a touchdown. <laughs> uh, listen, but if they don't, if they don't get a turnover, I don't think they get past midfield. That low key actually. Potentially possible. Like, yeah, I, Aiden Hutchinson could have six sacks. Like, no doubt. Best player in the country. Come on. I he had three. Listen, Jack. Jack, did you watch? He had three sacks against first round Ohio State tackles. That was crazy. And they weren't even like flukes. Like, one of the plays, he just literally ran over the guy. Like, <laughs> that was he like literally just took him and pushed him. It was like seeing, yeah, like Joey Bosa or like Miles Garrett in college. Absolute like, craziness. Making these, like, Guys were like the highest, the best player to ever come out of their high school look like Ragnar. Exactly. Yeah, they, I, honestly, like those Ohio State tackles didn't look like they wanted to even be there in the fourth quarter. No, they didn't. They, like they, they didn't want to be there. They were, they were like thinking about the buffet after the game. Like, they're yeah, like, oh, so cold. On one side, on one side, you have Aiden Hutchinson, the other side, you have David Ajabo. It's like, That's I don't know terrible. if I want. I would want to know when they're nowhere near. Exactly. Let's move on to the SEC championship with big-time college football playoff implications. Uh, we have Georgia against Alabama. Georgia, we've talked about Georgia a ton. We've talked about Bama a ton. Bama's been a little bit inconsistent this year um, relative to what we're used to. Georgia looks like they should win this game, and it shouldn't be close, but not so fast. Okay, this is Alabama here. We've seen Georgia choke in the biggest situations, and what is going to change? I think Bama wins this game. Secures their spot in the playoff. Craziness. Like, wait, let's say this. Bama beats Georgia. Bama's got to get the top spot, right? Mm. Right? They'll, they'll be 11 and 1. Or they'll be 12 and 1, actually. No, they'll be 11 and 1. No, they'll be 12 and 1. Hold on. They'll be 12 and 1. And they would have a win over Georgia. They would have to go over Georgia. Then all of a sudden, if Michigan wins, I don't, I don't then, know if I'm with you. I don't know. If I'm with no? You say Georgia's the number one seed no matter what? Really? I mean, unless they get blown out, I think so. Here, here's why. They well, just haven't had any close game. Like, zero. Like, there is they, they no have game it. in which Jack. there was any chance of losing. Name, name the top, Jack, name the top 25 wins they have. Besides, let's go. So, we got Clemson. Okay. I don't think Kentucky's top 25 anymore. Tennessee and Florida and Auburn are like in Arkansas. 37-0 against Arkansas, that's a quality. Is Arkansas didn't they just lose? Like, uh, I don't know. Here, Arkansas's here, got like five here, losses. Here's what it boils down to for me. 
Alabama has had like six games decided by one score. Yeah, but Alabama's being Ole Miss. Alabama's being they they crushed the top ten Ole Miss team. They have a very tough schedule. They're Alabama. I get it. It's just no, but I don't think you get it. I don't think you get it because if Alabama wins this game, they're gonna get the one seed over Georgia. That's like malpractice if they don't. Yeah. How are you gonna say the teams with the best the the teams with the same records in the same conference? One of the teams has the best win in college football. One of the teams has beaten more top 25 teams. One of the teams has beaten more top 10 teams. Oh, yeah. And one of the teams just beat the other team like a couple weeks ago. Like, or I actually know this just that day. I mean, Alabama's getting the one seed if they win. Then we're just Georgia. Know, it's hard. Maybe Michigan will win. Maybe Cincinnati. Maybe Michigan. Win. <laughs> Listen, I'm on board for Michigan being the one seed. That would be fun. No, Michigan's going to be the two seed. And by the way, as a Michigan fan, I'm 100% rooting for Georgia to beat Bama. Because the the worst thing that could happen is Michigan makes the playoffs and is matched up with Georgia. (laughs) Georgia 3? Oh, my God. Listen, we'll take Cincy. If Michigan wins the Big Ten Championship, we'll take Cincy in a heartbeat, okay? (laughs) We'll take Oklahoma State. We'll do it. Like, Well, uh, those teams are probably going to force – I guess – Dude, I don't know what what can happen. It'll be Georgia, Michigan for sure. Yeah, and then Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, probably. Well, if Oklahoma lose, if Oklahoma State loses, then Notre Dame might be able to squeak in. Listen, if Notre Dame wants to make the college football playoff, they need two out of these. They need two things to happen. Okay, they need. Georgia to beat Bama. That's number one. Okay. Now the other things, there's actually more options. They could either have Iowa beat Michigan. They would get in. Okay. Wait, they, wait, they would wait. either have Baylor beat Oklahoma State, or they would have Cincy losing. Any I, of those I wanna, two things. Yeah, I want to go full crazy mode. What happens if Bama, if Georgia beats Bama? Well, okay. If, if Georgia Iowa beats, beats Bama, Michigan, Bama's out. Iowa beats Michigan. Michigan's okay. Out, okay. Yes. If, but we don't know. How many two-loss teams are there? Uh, a lot. I, I don't know. Oklahoma State loses to Baylor. Cincinnati loses to Houston. Who the hell is in the playoff? Yo, Georgia, Dame, we're putting Iowa. We're putting and Iowa. We, we put Iowa. No. Iowa would have two losses. And they would... Uh, Big Ten champion? Big Ten champion. If you're talking about quality wins, they could play... They, they would have they Michigan. Play. They would have one of the better quality wins. Oh, uh, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. And Penn State. Question, is there a way Ohio State back backdoors their way into the – They could. They definitely could. I mean, it what would, would need to happen? Say Oklahoma State losing, Alabama losing. Well, actually, if Bama loses, they would probably still be in Alabama. No, they would need some blowouts. To get all crazy, we would need like three or four two-loss teams that all got blown out. Yeah, that would be nuts. Well, mostly. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Georgia. Like, I, I agree. Like, there's been a lot of choking that's the wrong choice, Jack. Uh, it's saving it, but the game's in Atlanta. The game's in Georgia. <laughs> That's the wrong choice. That is the wrong <laughs> Maybe choice. Maybe I'll come here, I'll come here next week, and I'll be wearing the best cap. But I, I okay, let's move on to the Big Twelve Championship: Baylor against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's looked pretty incredible this year, barring one game against Iowa State where they lost. Um, their defense is really, really good for a Big Twelve team. They lead the nation in sacks as a team. Swarming guys, Spencer Sanders, 
he he's, he goes to the Cade McNamara schools of quarterbacks who are just good enough to like be in the conversation, but not good enough to like win a national championship. Hopefully, but um, he just does his job. Like <laughs> this, Oklahoma State's the least like eventful team in this entire thing. Like they do everything really well. They have an elite defense, but their offense is just offense. Like they should win the game, but you know Dave Aranda is like I, he's a great coach. And Baylor's beaten good teams handedly. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of Dave Aranda coverage to be the head coach. I've heard nothing, by the way. That, I don't oh, know where UCLA. you're hearing this. I don't know UCLA where you're hearing Twitter's this. pretty up on it. Jack, now here's the question. Have you, have you gone to, like, the flight tracking to see the flights living, like leaving from Waco to L.A.? Because oh. th- that's the way you got to do it, okay? We're bringing back flight tracking for coaches. There's that's the old guys. school. We're, the old school. Who's like Instagram followers? Like yeah, Twitter. We're looking at Twitter mentions. We're doing all that stuff. We're, we're gonna yeah. do our due diligence here at uh, After Whistle Sports. There was like when Spencer Rattler like lost Oklahoma, Oklahoma like, email. Like, yeah, we're we're looking them up on the uh, school directories for the like their unique <laughs> name emails. The Reddit right? pops off for sure. Uh, who do I like in this game? Uh, I think Oklahoma State wins by like three. I would take Baylor plus five and a half, probably. Uh, I don't know. The game's in Texas. Oklahoma State, you mentioned it. Both these teams have been like a lot better than expected. Uh, I mean, who, who could have predicted this big 12 championship matchup? I don't know. Yeah. What, 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 like Iowa State was like pretty much a lock. Like, who else in Oklahoma? Like, yeah, Texas. I would say Oklahoma was in there. <laughs> well, here we are, and Oklahoma State sits. Potentially in college football playoff game. I would be ecstatic. Dude, listen. Oklahoma State I would be so happy to see a college football playoff after all these years of Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama. If we saw Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State. That would be the so perfect awesome. college football playoff. Because it's on. actually like every one of those teams' number one rival made it. It's like Ohio State, you know, yeah. Oklahoma. Alabama. Oklahoma, Notre Dame, none of it made it. That was awesome. Okay, let's move on to uh, the group of five games. Cincinnati. Wait, wait, sorry, one more thing about that last thing. And also, Michigan beat Ohio State to get in. Bama would, I mean, Georgia would have to beat Bama to get I know. In. Oklahoma beat State Notre beat Dame. Oklahoma. Oklahoma State, oh, that's so, that's so cute. It's I sweet. Love. We love to see that. Let's move on to uh, Cincy against Houston. And you know what? People might be looking at this game who don't watch Houston play football, and they're saying, oh, since he's a college football playoff contender, they're, they're gonna whoop him, right? Right, Jack? They're gonna they have Desmond Ritter, they have Noah Ford, they're gonna that defense is so good. Like they're Luke Fickle's an outstanding coach, they're gonna beat him. Whoa, watch out. Houston, I'm not saying Houston can win, but Houston plays just a style of football that, that's tough for teams to beat. I mean, they just air it around, their offense is electric. I mean, wait, am I correct on this? Houston's only lost one game this year. Yeah. Can we can we check this, please? It is. Their only game was the first game. Hold up. Tech. Hold 10, up. 11 game winning streak. Now, is there a situation where we see Houston college football playoffs? Houston is ranked 21st in the college football playoffs. But listen, listen, listen. They would have had a win over a top five Cincinnati team with one no, loss. There's no way. Jack. That would be Jack. so crazy. But I will say, I will say, I'm going to my prediction. I'm a maybe boldest predict, not like that I'm most confident in, but like one I'm willing to give. I think Houston wins this game. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Houston. I'm so on board. 
I've been a Cincinnati hater the whole year, and I'm not going to Listen, I'm 100% on board with you. I Listen, okay. Cincinnati can win this game. I want Houston to win, please. I want to see really? I want to see Luke Fickle get leaped. I want to take the Notre Dame job at halftime. Here, here's my thing. Cincinnati's going to win, and I'm still going to say, oh, they're going to get blown out of the college football. Uh, ten and a half? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Houston! Houston plus ten seems like free money. The game is at Cincinnati. There. Don't care. Uh, which like, doesn't make a lot of sense. Is it the same? Um, but. By the way, a name a name to look out for in this game: Nathaniel Dell, wide receiver for Houston. On the season, he has seventy-one receptions, over a thousand yards, and eleven touchdowns. Listen to this: his average is fourteen yards per catch. Okay, I'm talking legit deep threat here. Um, he's very good. He's a very good football player. Wow, all these guys. Are you looking at their averages? Again, yeah. Houston's fun to watch. That offense There's throws the ball like around the park. Seven receivers, including like a tight end and a quarterback, are all averaging like over 10, 15 yards. Like and listen to this. Catch. Houston and Nathaniel, Nathaniel Dell, uh, in, in October, when they played SMU, another really solid team that was ranked at the time, this kid had nine receptions, 160 yards, for three touchdowns. Okay, that's a crazy stat line. Watch wow, out. Houston I mean, goes on the road and beats Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the matchup between maybe the, the nation's top cornerback on Cincinnati as Sauce Gardner um, going up against Nathaniel Dell. Like, that, that is a, a really good matchup. You see a lot of good wide receivers. Yep. Okay, let's move on. So I think we both do we both choose Houston in that game? Yeah. Okay, whatever. Let's go on to the Pac twelve. Um probably no one's gonna be tuning in for this one. Yeah. Uh, but we got uh Utah against Oregon. A quick rematch of the beatdown we saw a couple of weeks ago. Uh I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Oregon wins. I'm gonna I don't think Oregon's gonna gonna Lose twice the same game. Yeah, thirty-eight seven. I'm gonna go with like despite losing by thirty plus, I'm gonna go with Oregon too, just because like it's for the Rose Bowl. Like they're so much better coached. Like they're not gonna, they're a lot more talented. The other game was on the road. This one's like a little bit more. Yeah, I think. I agree. Okay, let's go on to the ACC again. Another a little bit of a snooze fest here, but we got Pitt. Going up against Wake Forest, and I just want to make a note real quick. I appreciate both these teams for making it to the to the conference championship and not letting Clemson do it for the eighth time in a row. Outstanding job. Um, but with that being said, I think Pitt is still just the better team in general. Wake, you know, Wake's really good, and they 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 had some struggles recently, but uh, I like Pitt. I, yeah, I think Kenny Pickett is just so good. This is another conference that, like, we thought it was Clemson UNC, like, 100%. Both of these are ranked like top eight like, in the preseason. I'm ecstatic that we're seeing some you know, smaller programs doing a good job. I think a lot of that comes down to coaching. Obviously, Kenny Pickett, you know, the wide receiver, Pittsburgh Electric. Uh, it, it's funny because it's also a huge contrast. Big Ten Championship over under 43 and a half. This this one over under 71 and I still think they're probably going to win that. Um, 
These are teams with both great offenses and ACC defenses. Don't read into that. Uh, too much? Who'd you take? Pitt? I took yeah. Pitt, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think, you know, okay. we yeah. we might have to cut it off now. This is a jam-packed episode. Yeah, for real. Um, I, listen, I just can't wait to see what goes on this weekend. I know some craziness is going to happen, as it's happened all year. Um, we'll probably try to get – see, that's the tough thing. When are we going to do another football podcast? Uh, I mean, we, before – Because we have we finals. Have yeah, we have break. Well, like, are, when, the bowls are up to, like, late, right? New Year's, yeah. Am, am I, am I going to bring the mic to Mexico over break? Hmm. I would listen. I'll do it. Maybe just stay stay tuned. Um, everyone, hopefully you guys enjoy the games this weekend. Should be an absolute blast. Finally, yeah, college basketball stuff. Yeah, we'll we'll get some college basketball stuff out. But uh, go blue, and enjoy the games.